Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You've heard us talk about it for years. You know it's trusted by over two million worldwide, and you should know using code DNBR gets you 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Go tame that wildcat offense using the best tools for the job at manscaped.com using code DNBR for free shipping and 20% off. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee will improve the quality of your morning because it's rich in CBD and CBG and will have you feeling as great as I've been. It's helping with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. Plus, there's zero coffee jitters. And now Strava can deliver to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever and whenever you need. Now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25 at Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's show, we got some fun news in the Rockies world as far as the Arizona Fall League is concerned. Most specifically, the feedback that I was able to get from members of the Salt River Rafters, as well as a few of the other guys down at the Fall Stars game this past weekend, on some of the new rules in the minor leagues as far as no shifting, the larger bases, stepping off for pickoffs. There's a clock in the minor leagues, as we know, automated ball strike system, which is only featured at Salt River Fields, as well as another interesting wrinkle that is, frankly, the most fascinating of them all. And it's very fascinating to see how players are reacting to it. It might not be surprising, but I find it to be Very, very interesting, and I will get to that. But first, let's go ahead and start off with the Rockies news over the weekend. Jolie's Chassin is back in purple. No surprise there. He was really good for the Rockies after being released by the New York Yankees. Picked him up off the scrap heap, so to speak. And although he had a a rough, I would say, roughly rough first month or so, Uh, Back in purple, he was really good in the second half. As Thomas Harding said in his article, he was frequently referred to as the godfather of a lot of the pitchers. Of course, Chessine coming from Venezuela and having just recently gone through his 10th 
year of service time, he's a veteran. He's a cagey veteran, if you will. And so a lot of those young pitchers in the bullpen and in the rotation, Herman Marquez, Antonio Senzatella, also Venezuelan-born and raised players. And so those guys really look up to Chastin in a major way. And he's been an integral part of the success that both the rotation and the bullpen had in 2021 now to 4-3-4 ERA over the course of the entire season. And we know at Coors Field for the Rockies, that's pretty darn good. So he was worth a little bit less than one win above replacement, according to baseball reference. The financials of this, not a crucial element, but good to see the Rockies fortify the bullpen somewhat. Again, they're bringing back Crone, they extend Senzatella, and now Chassin is back. And so the roster still looks exactly the same, but it certainly could have looked worse had they not made these moves. And good for GM Bill Schmidt for making these kind of transactions early on when there is a lot of speculation as far as what free agents are going to go where and if players are going to wait for the new CBA before signing. So Schmidt doing a nice job there. I believe it was only about the fourth free agent signing during this proper free agent period after the Dodgers signed Andrew Heaney to fortify their rotation Yankees re-signed Joely Rodriguez. That was more of a, of a re-signing situation than a, a full-on free agent as he was with them in 2021, came over in that Joey Gallo deal. And of course, TJ McFarlane signing with the Cardinals, a nice little left-handed pickup for their bullpen. So we're going to have to kind of wait and see what happens with the rest of the free agency and, and Trevor Story's situation and all the big free agents. There's a lot of speculation as to whether Correa and Seager, if they are going to sign before this December 1st deadline for a potential work stoppage. We still got a few weeks to go here. I'm hearing more, more positive news than negative news. I don't know that that translates to a deal getting done in time before December 1st. I don't think it does, but it does seem as if this thing goes on for a month or two months. It's not going to go on for three, three and a half, four months. And we really start impacting the start of the 2022 season. Even if something gets signed in mid to late February, sure, that does mean spring training does get impacted, but we'll have our baseball in time. You may have to tweak your plans if you're going down to Arizona to watch some spring training games, but nevertheless, we should have baseball in 2022. Might get <laughs> pretty bad. It could get tumultuous at some point, but we, we should be able to get that. Congratulations to Brenton Doyle. Spokane outfielder. He actually won a minor league Rawlings Gold Glove Award, something they've been doing for a little while now. Doesn't get as publicized quite as much and is something that is focused more on the statistics as far as outfield assists. If you are a coach in the minor leagues, there's no way you're able to go out and see all 120 affiliates. And even if you are, even if you can tick off that box, were you there the day that Brenton Doyle was in the outfield or was it an off day for him? So again, it, it's a nice little award to put on the resume and one that's fully deserved. Brenton Doyle is uh, a player in the top 10, top 15, depending on which rankings that you look at. I think in our early preseason rankings that we did in 2021, he was right around number 10, a player who played uh, at a division two school in West Virginia was the highest division two player taken in that year in 2019 a third round pick man he 
he's got the frame of uh, of an NFL safety, and he's been impressing a lot of people. He's really been overlooked for the entirety of his career, and he's making up for it. So it's really nice to see that on a national level, on a much more national level, he's he's getting his just desserts for his great work that he's doing down in the Rockies minor league system. Another guy getting noticed, Michael Tolia. He actually won the fan vote to be the last player added to the all-star game that went on over the weekend at the Arizona Fall League. It's called the Fall Stars game. And so Rockies ended up having three members represented on that team, along with Ryan Vallade in the outfield, Reagan Todd in the bullpen, a lefty reliever. We know he's from Colorado, Regis Jesuit High School, Colorado Mesa University. You're, you're going to be hearing a lot about him because I think he will be a part of this club in 2022. Antolia is that third piece and talked about it last week while I was down in Arizona that thank God for the Diamondbacks because they had they had one representative in the Fall Stars game, just barely. So and he didn't even end up playing in the Fall Stars game. So times are hard for those D-backs and things are on the upswing for the Rockies. It it still might be down. They still might be in the bottom third in the standings in 2022. And, and, and same can be said maybe for their farm system. But with the success in Spokane, thanks to a guy like Brenton Doyle, the success of Fresno with Zach Veen and Drew Romo, as well as the Complex League, which is comprised of a lot of the players that were just recently drafted in 2021 and some international players, as well as the success of the Dominican Summer League team. So you've got the four bottom rung affiliates for the Rockies having a lot of success during the regular season. And there is some translation to the major league level when you have that going on. Might not be one-to-one, but it's certainly something that does not get overlooked and can very much translate to more success. Once you start winning and you become accustomed to it, you want to win more and more and more. More rumors circling about where Trevor Story wants to play. He wants to win. Just recently heard, okay, Phillies could be a really good match for him. Sure. Right now they have Didi Gregorius at shortstop, and they would have to probably do something about his contract. And that, in a nutshell, is going to be how the Rockies approach the situation in the offseason. It's going to be a game of musical chairs, and whoever is left over is going to be who Colorado ends up targeting, whether that's free agents such as Andrelton Simmons and Freddie Galvis, or if it's waiting to see what other teams do in free agency and picking up their scraps, if you will. Didi Gregorius, plug him in at shortstop in Colorado. He's going to give you 25 home runs, 80 RBI. He's going to do a good job defensively and is going to help bridge the gap until Ezekiel Tovar is ready in 2024. Maybe we see him in 2023, but 2024 is really the the better timetable for when you can expect him to be a contributing member where he is the shortstop, period, bottom line. So should the Phillies get Story or one of the other shortstop free agents that's available right now? Well, Didi Gregorius then could potentially go out on the market, and you could be looking at the Rockies' next shortstop. Last week, I mentioned Paul DeYoung as an option from St. Louis. They already have Edmundo Sosa, more of a a glove-first guy at shortstop. But if there's a reunion between Story and Arenado, Paul DeYoung could possibly be had at a fair price. If Seattle goes after Correa or Seager, you could have J.P. Crawford from the Mariners. Now, Jerry Depoto 
former Rockies reliever, said that they have money to spend. I think there's only about $56 million guaranteed on the books. Next year, Kyle Seeger's big contract is done with. Yusei Kikuchi opted out, so that took some solid money off the books. But ultimately, Depoto does not want to block all of his young players, and you don't blame him. They were competitive this year, probably a year early, which is very common for teams in a rebuild of this capacity. I think there's just as good enough chance that they take a step back next year before really surging forward in 2023. That usually seems to be the trend. You overperform a year early when maybe not expected quite as much, and then you take a step back the next year. I think that was true in the case of the Padres, where 2020 was not necessarily seen as a year that they were going to really be a powerhouse in the NL West, and they became one in 2020. Then they had a huge offseason, and you go, all right, they're going to continue onward and upward, and they took a step back. Another interesting option, and it would only be for one year, similar to Didi Gregorius, DeYoung would be a a multi-year option, two years with two more options after that. J.P. Crawford still has a couple more years, but Xander Bogarts from Boston. He's got an opt-out clause after the 2022 season. He is a guy who, in just about seven or eight years as a big leaguer, has got himself a ring and is on his way towards a Hall of Fame-type career. You might not think of him like that because he isn't class 1A in the superstar shortstops, but you go and look at his numbers, my gosh, this guy is incredibly talented. And so, hey, if Boston decides they want to make a big move, they could get creative and say, well, look, this guy, you know, Bogarts is going to be leaving as a free agent in a year, so might as well go ahead and move up that clock and just trade him now anyway. I don't think that's something that Colorado would be interested in. I know it's crazy to say, hey, you're going to pass up Xander Bogarts and maybe get him at a a fair to really great price? Well, there's a lot of uncertainty with Bogarts having that opt-out after next season. And I think the one thing that Colorado prefers most is certainty. It's one of the reasons why they moved on from Nolan Arenado is because of his opt-out clause after this season. And that will he or won't he? And, and maybe we have to wait for him first before we figure out what we're going to do. And that becomes difficult. That becomes a serious impediment. And so I think there is an impediment with Bogarts there. I think there's an impediment with the John Gray situation. I had an article that went up on Saturday about a couple trade candidates that the Rockies could look to target for their starting rotation. There's a few out there, but I think the options might be limited as far as affordable slash reasonable options. And while it would be nice to think that Bill Schmidt's picking up the phone and coming close to a deal with another GM and saying, hey, let's let's fortify this rotation. We need a number five starter that we hope will be more along the lines of a number three starter, maybe even a number two, if we can work with him well enough and develop him, if he can really hit all of those marks and make strides that we want. Maybe he could be a number two. That's not necessarily happening as far as getting close to a deal, because you're not going to acquire a fifth man in the rotation with John Gray still out there, because what does that say? It's confusing. It's not really great for PR. So you have to wait for the John Gray situation to work its way out. Once we see John Gray sign a contract with someone, then we'll know what the Rockies are going to do. He resigns in Colorado. They don't need to do anything with their rotation. They're good to go, locked and loaded for the next couple of years.
But if he signs elsewhere, that's when a trade needs to happen somewhere along the way. And yeah, those phone calls can be made now. You start laying the groundwork for a trade now. That's how you're an effective general manager. And we'll see what kind of GM Bill Schmidt is. And we'll we'll give him that chance and that opportunity so far. I think he's done a good job, has a good relationship with so many of the other general managers. He's been around the game for so damn long. Very well respected. And so I don't think there's the same fear as under the last regime to communicate with other owners and GMs. Not owners. You don't talk to owners when making a trade. The GMs will talk to their owners and say, hey, can we add payroll? Or how does this look if we trade this guy? Hey, how many jerseys did uh, did we sell with his name on the back of? No, you're, you're working with the GMs, but you make those phone calls and you lay that groundwork now so that you're not caught off guard and you're screwed and you're scrambling, especially if we have a work stoppage. That's one of the hardest parts that is going to be a challenge, I think, for all teams, is that if there's a work stoppage, there's going to be a scramble for free agents and making moves, and it very easily could look really bad for Colorado this offseason if they have to work around that. But so far, it's been really good, I think, for, for Colorado. If you set reasonable expectations for this team and you know they're not going to go out and sign one of the top free agents in the game, they... Trevor Story is one of the top free agents right now, and he's not coming back. So already you know you might be a little disappointed in what happens this offseason. So if you set realistic expectations, I think the Rockies have done a nice job so far. And I would tend to think they're going to continue to do a pretty good job. The John Gray situation has not been good, has not been handled well, but it's not over yet. Let's wait and see what happens before we really start chastising the organization and say, what? you did in late July was not good. That really hurt this organization for a few years down the line. You had Trevor Story and you had John Gray, and all you got potentially was the 72nd overall pick. That's not good, but we're not there yet. So we'll wait and see what happens. Got to give a big shout out to everybody that came out to yesterday's tailgate party against the Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. You had the all-you-can-eat sexy pizza, the Breckenridge Brewery. All you can drink on that. Those of you at the tailgate, those of you that were on the bus to drive over from the bar on the corner of Colfax, New York, over to the stadium, you know you saved money on parking alone. It's it's a real smart deal. Thank you to all of our members that were there, and even some of you that weren't members that that joined in on that. I know you're going to be signing up at the DNVR.com. Remember, you can get first little trial month for just 50 cents if you want the annual membership of course you get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com and the watch parties have been popping off please make sure you're going out to those bad boys making some new friends enjoying the bar enjoying the happy hour specials from 3 to 6 p.m appetizer discounts as well remember all of our watch parties are with the sound on it creates an atmosphere in there as if you are at the game. You are allowed to cheer. You're allowed to root. You're allowed to curse. It's fantastic. It's really fun. It's a it's a one-of-a-kind experience. That's something that we should be saying more. It's an experience to be there for an Avs, Nuggets, and Broncos watch party. Of course, we're even doing that for, for Buffalo's football and basketball. Same thing with CSU 
Rams football and basketball. That season's starting to heat up too, so make sure you're coming out on the corner of Colfax, New York to the DNVR bar. You know Breckenridge Brewery is our official beer, and they're also our official seltzer. That's right, it's Breckenridge Brewery and their good company, Hard Seltzer, now available at the DNVR bar, and you can get it, keep it available and in stock wherever alcohol is sold, King Supers, Costco, just about anywhere. You can also get a 15-can sampler, the Tap Pack, in honor of Rocky's number 15, Ryan Maltapia, you get 15 cans, Many, many delicious flavors, and maybe even best of all, they are donating profits. Gotta love Breck Brewery for doing that. Donating profits that stay in the state to the National Parks Conservation Association to help prevent forest fires. That's Breckenridge Brewery's good company, hard seltzer, and easy choice for a great company. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has an offer every football fan should be jumping in on this week. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL team to score. That's right. Any game, team scores, you're good to go. And when they do, you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy and rewarding. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point. Yes, really. Just You just pick a game, and as long as they score a point. Remember, it hasn't not happened since 1921. That's the point. That's really the point of this. It's like 30 years before the first Super Bowl. You will not be disappointed. And when that happens, of course, you win $100 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We know our soccer fans had a real good time over the weekend with some international play. USA defeating Mexico 2-0. Gotta love that. They moved to the top of the table for World Cup qualifiers. Well, sticking with soccer, baseball season is is all but done, and I want to get you a lock. I want to win you some money. So my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is Burnley to draw at home against Crystal Palace. Now, I want to pick Burnley to win, but they are towards the bottom of the table in the Premier League. Not doing so great. They are 18th there in that relegation zone, but... They've played pretty well over their last five. They haven't lost in their last three. And Crystal Palace has looked a little bit spotty overall. They are coming off of of two wins. But I think that's why why I I don't think Burnley is going to win. But a draw, I think, is very feasible right now for Burnley. And that's the best payout. It's plus 225, my DraftKings Sportsbook. Pick of the week, Burnley to draw at home against Crystal Palace. Now to segment two, where I get to talk about something that I'm very excited, very excited to talk about since my time down in Arizona was very beneficial to understanding what's going on in minor leagues, understanding the plight of minor league ball players since they are somewhat of guinea pigs right now with all the different rules that are kicking around in the minor leagues at each level. It's different rules. They've got one thing tweaked at each level, and we know there's been a lot of 
promotions in the minor leagues this year more than ever before because of the lost 2020 season. You certainly saw it a lot more in the Rockies system than you typically do. Guys spending half a season in one level, then spending the second half somewhere else. I think that was really positive for a lot of different guys. I'll start with the topic that's probably most interesting to everyone listening to this, and that is the ABS system, the automated ball strike system. Now, that's something that I got to see him play for three games at the end of my Arizona Fall League trip. Now, Salt River Fields is the only facility in which they utilize this, and the feedback that I got on it is it's good. Not great. It's good. Seems like it's a bit thin at the top of the zone. The rest is essentially true. And again, there are tweaks and stuff that can be made to it. In fact, I I actually think that although the players find it to be good, it actually sounds like it's working pretty great. Again, adjustments will be made to the, the hitters depending on their height. And adjustments, I imagine, will be made as far as the effectiveness of the zone or the efficacy, if you will, of the zone. One of the things that was commonly stated by players is the fact that the strike zone is true, but the art of pitching is not quite as much. For example, if pitcher sets up inside on a slider and the pitcher yanks it outside, well, now the catcher has to reach across his body to make that catch. And yeah, it may catch a corner of the plate. It may catch a big part of the plate, but we know typically umpires would call something like that a ball because pitcher missed his mark by a lot, maybe even crossed up signs, whatever it is. But the pitcher's going to make, make a, a grimaced face because he knows, ah, damn it, I did not do my job correctly. But an automated ball strike system doesn't care about that, doesn't care about your intent. It just knows, hey, it went over the plate. That's a strike. And so that's a good thing. What's not a good thing is if the catcher sets up outside and you dot your fastball to the point in which maybe it just touches the black of the plate. Maybe it's even half an inch off of that and you hit your spot. Automated ball strike says that's a, that's a ball. Whereas a human umpire says you did your job as the pitcher. You did exactly what you wanted to do. You fooled the hitter. He couldn't get to it. You win. You win that battle between the pitcher and the hitter. Now the battle is against the strike zone. The battle is against a computer. And so that's the piece that players don't like. But I have to say, based on that feedback, automated ball strike system, pretty good. Also got to see something interesting on Friday that everyone in the press box was a bit confused about. Simon Maziotti from the Phillies, he had a strike called on him before his at-bat even began in the top of the second. Because the rule is, and this is the next one we'll touch on, there is a clock in the minor leagues where pitchers have 15 seconds to make a pitch. And batters need to be in the box by eight seconds. And that's something that, across the board, players really like. Yes, you maybe want to have more time to think over, catch your breath those extra three to five seconds, whatever it is, so you can go full effort. That's the thing at the major league level is guys are throwing full effort. They're thrown at, at maximum capacity. I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing slightly more arm injuries 
and guys being able to throw a lot faster is because they they want to get a little bit more rest in. Now, how much does that rest really contribute to guys being able to throw that much faster? I don't think a lot, but I do think there is some improvements because of that. And we don't we don't need that. We don't need to to have a guy throw ninety eight versus ninety six. That's not what makes the game better. That doesn't make for more entertaining play. It doesn't make for more action in the field. So that clock is coming. That clock is definitely coming. And it's really, really a major benefit, especially when batter's in the box, he's ready to go. Pitcher's ready to go. Pitcher doesn't have to wait. Pitchers are able to see the clock peripherally. peripherally. There's one right behind home plate, behind the catcher. They might change the location of that slightly so it's not too close to the catcher. But guys aren't having their heartbeat speed up a lot more rapidly because, oh, no, i got to make sure I throw this pitch or else there's going to be a ball on me. No, but you know that you got to deliver. you got to go and make your pitch. And so I think that's something that the, the early data is ultimately, hey, we can shave 20 minutes off the game if we've got guys knowing that they need, they need to throw. They need to get the ball. They need to throw. That's the only way we can have action. Baseball is the only sport where the defense controls the ball. That's it. It's the only sport. That's the beauty of it. And so that clock is definitely coming. I think we might even see that in this CBA. We should see it as part of this CBA. That's going to make for better play. There's no shifting going on right now in the Arizona Fall League. That was something that was at a couple levels of the minor leagues, at least as far as players had to have their feet on the dirt, or you could only have two infielders on each side of second base. That doesn't mean that middle infielders aren't very close to second base, almost right behind the pitcher. Sure, that's happening in the AFL, but there's not the same shifts that we see at the major league level. And I wouldn't say it's terribly noticeable, but you do notice a lot more baseballs getting hit between the first baseman and the second baseman. One of the players said that, yeah, he knows very clearly that the four holes open. He knows very clearly that he can just hit a line drive to right field. And pitchers, for some reason, again, I think they're just trying to get their work in. You know, this is just a more glamorous version of spring training, if you will, in many ways. Pitchers are throwing the same to the hitters. They've not noticed any difference because there's no shifting. Pitchers will pitch to the shift to force guys to hit it into the shift rather than saying, Hey, let's, let's throw away from this player. Well, if he goes the opposite field, there's nobody on the left side of second base. That's, that's not going to really work, but pitchers are, are thrown to the hitters exact, exactly the same as they, as they did in the regular season when they could shift. The bases are also larger. Something I didn't realize until one of my last days down in Arizona, when I looked and said, Oh yeah, I guess it is a little bit bigger because it's not by a lot. I think it's two inches all around. That's it. I was expecting to hear from some of the catchers and pitchers that, yeah, I, you know, I noticed there was a couple of guys that were a little bit more aggressive on the base paths, and you could tell that you know stolen base rates were up. It's marginal. It's marginal. But you do notice there's a little bit more safety going on because those bases are larger. The bang-bang plays aren't quite as much. So while the stolen base rates might increase, What's going to decrease are those really close plays where you could have contact. So I think that one's very sensible. 
rule that you could bring to the majors. Pickoff rules. Stepping off, not great. Having to actually step off before you make your move is something players don't really dig too much. But the maximum of throwing over to first base twice is good. Again, we... (laughs) I've, I've been, we've all been to games in which you're booing the pitcher for throwing over to first base and you even realize, oh wait, that's, that's our pitcher. But you, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that too many times to keep a guy on first base. And so that one is really positive. But the one that I am most excited to talk about is frankly one that I haven't seen in the Arizona Fall League. It's one nobody has seen yet. And that is the pitcher-catcher communication system. Yes, there is a way for pitchers and catchers to communicate with one another. It's not verbal. And it's not even using the traditional way of, of throwing down those fingers. It's a little bit more complex, a little bit more technological. And I'll share my thoughts with you here in a second. But first, I need to share with you some new information about ball in their manufacturing plant in Golden. Right now, they're looking for production technicians. They're hiring, and you can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com by searching for Golden. This position is on the front line of, of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's plant in Golden, and they're offering over $27 per hour with potential increases along the way every six months. 401k for retirement, stock purchase ownership program, eventual potential for annual bonuses, and comprehensive insurance the day of hire. Text Golden to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Then you can go and take that hard-earned paycheck and buy yourself a home with the expertise and support of Chevalier Mortgage. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity always putting borrowers first. Something to keep in mind for current homeowners. Prices are going up and it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and really make the bubble work for you. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef from Hassel Cattle Company, H-A-S-S-E-L-L. And this Wagyu beef is so good that we had to bring it to the DNVR bar. That's right on the corner of Colfax in York. You can get a burger with all the trimmings that you want at any of the watch parties, even on a random Tuesday evening. It doesn't matter. You're going to get Hassel Cattle Company beef in our burgers. And if you want it at your home, go to H-A-S-S-E-L-L, Cattle Company. And when you use code DNVR10 at checkout, you get 10% off every single time with DNVR10 at HustleCattleCompany.com. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means. It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard us talk about it forever, and now at Manscaped.com, using code DNVR, we'll get you 20% off plus free shipping. Go team that Wildcat offense 
by using the best tools for the job like the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's ready to take the defense to a whole nother level. Manscaped.com, use code DNVR for free shipping and more importantly, 20% off. So the pitcher catcher communication system, this was something that was introduced to all six teams in the Arizona Fall League as an option for whoever wanted to utilize it. Like anything, it's going to take time to adopt to these new technologies, these new rules. And I'll simply say that in one or more of the clubhouses in the Arizona Fall League, there were some people that were complaining about it. They put up a fuss immediately when it was introduced. And because of it, it really soured those players that had some interest, that really wanted to give this a try and maybe even be at the forefront. Talk to one player that really wanted to use it. And it got to a certain point where he may have been the only one that wanted to use it. And so you follow the trends, you do what your peers are doing and has not gotten a chance to use this pitcher catcher communication system. But here's what it looks like. It's basically a forearm guard. And we've seen catchers with this for the last couple years where they've got all the different pitch sequences. But instead of it being a card, there are actually buttons on it. And depending on the combination of buttons that you select, it correlates with a pitch. And the pitcher will wear something in their cap. And when the catcher puts in the sign, it literally will say curveball, fastball. And the pitcher can just shake off. And the catcher has to go in, push the buttons, and of course, needs to remember what the heck he just pushed. But again, that's something that will come with practice, becomes part of a new habit. But a lot of pitchers were really worried about using it because, again, they're trying to get their work in. They're trying to do what's normal for them, get their innings in, rather than working on something that might not ever be used in Major League or Minor League Baseball ever. We just had a, a scandal with teams using technology unfairly and using it incorrectly. And now, there's talk of, hey, let's bring it back in, actually. Let's, let's have some more of that. You understand why this wasn't really adopted too much by the players. There's also, as I said, the, the clock. You've got 15 seconds to throw a pitch, and if your catcher is fumbling around with the buttons, or if it's taking longer than normal and you get crossed up, well, you can be charged with a ball. If you don't throw a pitch within 15 seconds, you get charged with a ball. That's what happened with... The player from the Phillies, he did not get in the box within eight seconds, and so a strike was called on him. I think I explained that clearly at the start of the second segment, but that's what happened with our buddy Simon from the Phillies. Didn't get in the box in eight seconds, so boom, there's a strike on him. Started off 0-1 on the count. He ended up walking. But this is an interesting piece of potential for baseball to tap into, literally, figuratively. I don't know that that one's going to work. You do need player adoption, but we also know that Unilaterally, MLB can force these rules upon teams and minor leaguers and players. And if they want it and they think it's going to be better, so be it. But right now, players are <laughs> uninterested. Now this week, coming up on Friday, is the deadline day for adding players to the 40-man roster. And anyone who's not added to the 40-man roster and has been within the organization for four years or more after being signed at 18 years of age or older, they will be available in 
the Rule 5 draft for another team to poach, unless they're on the 40-man roster. If you were signed under 18, this typically means international signings, you get an extra year. You get five years. That's why Ryan Vallade, high schooler taken in 2017, is a part of the same class as Willie McIver, who was a college-aged player taken a year later. But Vallade is already on the 40-man, so that's not something to worry about. Here in the Arizona Fall League, Michael Tolia, his, he doesn't need to be protected until this time next year, in 2022. And from what I heard from one player this week, we'll make that audio available. If you don't see it in article form, make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com. But one player with Major League experience said, don't be shocked if you see Michael Tolia in the big leagues next year. That's very exciting to hear. We'll see if his evaluation is on point or not. But Tolia does not need to be added yet, so if you don't hear his name on Friday, well, you're not going to. But Ezekiel Tovar, Willie McIver, Matt Dennis, Reagan Todd, Jake Bird, all of those guys, this is their Rule 5 year, I think. I know Ezekiel Tovar will get added. I feel very strongly that Willie McIver will get added. As for Dennis, Todd, and Bird, don't know. It is up in the air. All three of those guys kind of, as you have to do, just shrug. And, and if you get the phone call, you get the phone call. They're not going to tell you ahead of time if, you, if you've earned that spot or not. A lot can happen in the next couple of days. A lot probably won't happen, but a lot could happen. I think Todd of those three will, will have the best shot to get added to the 40-man, and that will be quite a story. Ryan Rawlson's another guy right now. He's pitching in the Dominican Republic. He's a lock to get added or else he will be exposed to the Rule 5 draft. There's a lot of guys, a lot of interesting names. Mitchell Kilkenny is one of them, but four other names that are really on the cusp based on what we've seen here in the last couple seasons probably have the best shots to get added, and, and all of them won't be added. Make no two ways about it. Rockies can only free up so much space on the 40-man. They're going to have to take some chances. But Coco Montes is a guy that last week Jeff Dooley highlighted and talked about his ability all around the infield, kind of a Garrett Hampson 2.0 type of player. I think he has some strong odds to get added to the 40-man. And then three guys that you could go either way on it. Eddie Diaz was a high-profile international signing. He's only 21 years old out of Cuba. Very fast, very speedy, could almost be an Everth Cabrera type player. We know he was a Rule 5 pick for the San Diego Padres close to a decade ago now at this point, plucked from the Rockies organization. Jamison Hanna really impressed during spring training earlier this year. This is his time to get protected or be left exposed. And then an interesting candidate that I talked with Tom Suteris about, Taylor Snyder. He had 30 home runs this year between AA, AAA, born in Utah. His father, Corey, played in the major league, so he has that pedigree. Went to school at CSU Pueblo. He's 27 years old, so he's on the older side, but certainly could be a contributing member to this team next year. And as I said, there are some other names that could surprise Shelby Lackey, Nate Greep, which is someone that Willie McIver really likes and thinks could be a potential player in the game. He's a right-hander that was actually taken in the Rule 5 draft for AAA couple years ago. There's probably not as much worry about him getting 
plucked from their organization by another team. But there could be a surprise candidate out there. Noah Davis, who came back over in the Michael Givens trade, maybe. Nick Bush, I like what I've seen out of him, the left-hander. The fact that he didn't get the invite to the Arizona Fall League can be a little bit telling. So we'll find out on Friday who those guys are, who may be a part of the next class of players that you see at Coors Field in 2022. We've still got about two more weeks or so before this thing possibly blows up and we've got a work stoppage and, and the rumors and the slow drip of potential free agent signings and trades keeps coming down the pike. That will be a bit frustrating. That will be disappointed, but we've got a lot of creative solutions. We got through it during the pandemic. We'll get through it if there's a work stoppage. DNVR Rockies is definitely resilient. Please make sure that you give us a, a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. That's something that really can go a long way. You just taking out a couple minutes from your day to let us know how we're doing. You can shoot me an email, Patrick at the DNVR.com. If you're in the Discord, if you're one of our members, you already have a direct link to me. Love having great conversations with all of the members there about pro wrestling, about the Rockies, of course, college sports, bets, nuggets, abs. We have a lot of fun in the members-only Discord. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at DNVR underscore Rockies, as well as my personal account, where I typically am focusing on the Rockies. No surprise there, at Patrick D. Lyons. For DNVR Sports, I'm Patrick Lyons. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for all those smiling Colorado sports fans, especially our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Green Mountain Dental, only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, but a million miles better than the rest.